Welcome to the Manifest With Me podcast. I'm your host, Kira Dickinson, and I'm here to remind you that anything is possible. My mission is to show you that your dreams are a lot closer than you think, and there's no limit to what you can accomplish when you simply get out of your own way. Let this be your space to transform your mindset, reset your energy, and manifest all that you desire. If you're looking to live a happy, fulfilled, and abundant life, then you are definitely in the right place. Hello friends, how are we all doing today? I am sending so much love and so much gratitude to you all for being here today. I know I always say this, you guys, but I'm just so, so, so appreciative for each and every one of you who tunes into these episodes, whether it is your first one or your 30th. And also heads up, we have Kuma, my dog, in the background because I swear, you guys, this girl follows me wherever I go. Um, I feel like that's just a dog thing. Like, do your guys' dogs do that? I don't know, maybe it's because I'm the favorite. My boyfriend probably doesn't want to hear that, but he knows it's true. (laughs) So anyways, few updates. Um, Personally, my mental health has been a crazy roller coaster ride the past couple weeks. And ironically, today, when I'm recording this episode, is World Mental Health Awareness Day. And so timing right on point. Um, But especially after coming back from Japan, you guys, I was so jet lagged. I was so out of my routine and I was just feeling some type of way like I was definitely in a slump and so is it just me you guys or on one hand is travel and vacation so nice it's something that we definitely look forward to we have such a great time and something that we end up not regretting you know but on the other hand whenever you get back it almost feels like you are behind in some way you need to get back on track you need to get back into your routine like I feel like before this trip I was doing so well so when I got back I was getting really frustrated with myself that I wasn't getting back into my normal exercise habits, my eating habits, my day-to-day routines and stuff like that. But I also recognized and knew that this was an opportunity to practice self-compassion, to slow down and get things back together at my own pace instead of judge myself and rush myself for how I was feeling. So with that being said, I really, really wanted to do an episode around what to do when you find yourself in a slump and how we can get ourselves back on track. Because you guys, let's be real, life isn't rainbows and butterflies 24-7. Of course, there are going to be these moments where we are tested. There are going to be these moments where we face challenges or where we might not even be facing any maybe external challenges, but for some reason or another, we're just not in a good mindset or we're feeling down. So if this is you, then I want to let you know that it is okay. You are allowed to feel down. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel anxious. You're allowed to feel however you're feeling right now because it is all a part of being human. It's a part of the spectrum of human emotion, which you came here to experience in its fullest. So being in a quote-unquote negative mindset isn't a problem, but it can become a problem when we let that mindset consume us and when we let ourselves stay in that mindset longer than it's welcome. Okay, you guys, but today we are going to address all of that. I'm going to be sharing all the tips, all the tricks, mindsets, and strategies, but before we get into all that good stuff, it is time to share some manifestation success stories. 
Okay, so first up is from one of our lovely listeners, Eloise from New Zealand, and I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but she wrote to me on Instagram saying, Hi Kira, absolutely love the podcast and have found all your content so incredibly helpful and reassuring. I just wanted to share a little manifestation success story that I think you might like to hear. I listened to your episode about how to manifest more money into your life, and to be completely honest, I was pretty skeptical. The practical part of my brain told me that it wasn't possible, but I thought I would follow your advice and give it a go to see what happened. And oh my god. The next time I got paid, I got paid an extra random $300 and an additional $450 for some holiday pay that I didn't even know I was entitled to as a casual. I only work one day a week because I'm a uni student, so this extra pay was the equivalent to two weeks work. I saw that and genuinely laughed out loud because I know it was the universe working in my favor. Absolutely love what you're doing. Can't wait to see what episodes you have coming up. Eloise, oh my gosh, I am smiling right now. You guys can't see my face, but I am so freaking happy. I'm so excited to hear this. Like you guys, when I opened this DM, I was so happy, so excited for her and just had so much gratitude. And what I want to say to you is that you totally deserve all that additional unexpected money and more. So thank you so, so much for sharing your story, Eloise. It is so amazing and so inspirational for me. So I can't imagine how you guys are feeling about it. And another manifestation success story that I want to share has actually recently happened to me. Um, So basically, I was on TikTok and I saw someone doing a get ready with me video and they had like the cutest pink bubble looking headband. And if you guys are on beauty TikTok or like get ready with me TikTok, then you probably know exactly what I'm talking about or probably have seen this before. But I was like, okay, where is everyone in their mother getting these headbands? Like, why does everyone have them? And I don't, I need one in my life ASAP. So I was like, okay, this is so freaking cute. And I just put it in my notes as a reminder to buy it later during the day. And you guys, like, I cannot make this stuff up. Guess freaking what? Two hours later, I got a PR package delivered. And in that package was a bunch of cute stuff, like a bunch of self-care items, candle, bathrobe, body scrub, body oil. And you guys, the other thing that was in there was the freaking pink headband, the exact one that I wanted. So I immediately do what I do whenever I manifest something. I text my boyfriend and I'm like, oh my gosh, Tristan, guess what just happened? And I also thank the universe because I'm just like, this is so hilariously funny but at the same time like so grateful so happy so excited manifested bam done that's how quickly things can come into your reality it can come into your life in two hours it can come into your life in two days two weeks two seconds doesn't matter timing is not your job you guys timing is the universe's job so put your desires out there and trust that it is being taken care of So you guys, with that being said, these stories just show that you can manifest money, you can manifest physical things, you can manifest so many amazing desires in your reality. And if you guys have any manifestation success stories that you want me to share on the podcast, I would be so absolutely honored to do so. Go ahead and DM them to me on Instagram and I will be happy to share your story on the next episodes. My information is in the episode notes below. 
All right, friends, let's get into today's episode. So if you're here, then I am guessing that you are either in a slump or whenever you get into one, it might be pretty challenging for you to pull yourself out of it. So you might be wondering, okay, what the heck do I do in those situations? Like what is the best way to go about it? And so if you've ever thought things to yourself like, my life just feels like such an uphill battle right now or wow i'm noticing that my energy is getting so drained so easily or why do my goals seem so far away why do i feel like i'm working so hard for nothing then guess what you guys you do not have to let these thoughts define you you do not have to let these thoughts dictate your mood dictate your energy dictate your reality because starting right now it is time to reframe how we see these slumps it is time to change how we show up during these times and I want you guys to know slumps do not have to be a bad thing they're not failures they're not signs of weakness instead they're actually powerful opportunities for growth and transformation Okay, you guys, so this is nothing to be afraid of because so many times we are so scared of being in a slump. We're so scared of what that means for us. We fear it's a sign of failure. We fear that it means we're not good enough or that our dreams are slipping away. But let me tell you something important. It is in these very moments of struggle that our truth strength actually emerges. Slumps are not setbacks. They are setups for a comeback. They're the chapters in our life story where we learn resilience, where we build character, and where we gather the tools we need to conquer the bigger, tougher mountains ahead. So a really good analogy or metaphor for this is to think of it as a bow and arrow. So a bow and arrow can only shoot forward after the arrow is pulled backwards. And it's the pullback that is necessary for the arrow's flight to give the arrow the power and momentum to move forward and hit the target. It actually makes the arrow so much more powerful than if you were to just throw it without pulling it back. It's using the tension of when you pull it back that springs it forward. And yes, tension can be very uncomfortable, but it's also very, very powerful. So if you think about your slump, your slump is the pullback before your leap forward. In your slump, you might feel some type of way. You might feel some stress. You might feel some negative emotions arise because of the tension in the situation. But instead of fearing it, how can you guys embrace it? How can you guys learn from it? How can you guys use it as a launch pad for your journey to manifest the life you desire? Like, am I making sense, you guys? Basically, what I want you guys to know is that when you're in a slump, there's a lot of power actually generating. You might not feel like you're in a place of power. You might not be able to see that power, but there is a lot of energy going on underneath you to push you forward. And so just so you guys can understand slumps better, I want to share why we tend to get into them. Because when we can sort of become aware of them, why it happens, then we are better equipped to handle them. So the thing is that life has a funny way of throwing curveballs at us. Like throughout this crazy, beautiful wildlife that we have, it is inevitable that we will face challenges, setbacks, 
and moments of doubt. It is inevitable that we'll get stuck in routines that feel uninspiring or that we might be dealing with external circumstances beyond our control. And let's face it, being human means we're not always riding high on motivation, positivity, and all those good neurotransmitters all the time. I mean, that is just biologically impossible. And if you guys have listened to the 12 Universal Laws podcast episode I did a while back, then you might actually recognize the law I'm about to talk about, which is the law of rhythm. And as a refresher for you guys, the law of rhythm states that all things come in cycles. There is a down for every up. There is a yin to each yang. There is an exhale for every inhale and vice versa. And we see this all the time in everyday life. Like a perfect example is the cycling through seasons. Just as there's summer, there is winter. Just as there's fall, there's spring. Just as the leaves bloom, the leaves also fall or sorry, the flowers bloom, then the leaves fall or the flowers fall. So at the end of the day, you might find yourself in this seemingly good situation, but nothing is permanent. So you want to make sure that you enjoy what you have while it lasts. On the other hand, if you are in what seems like a negative part of the cycle, it may be the very thing that prepares you for a prosperous change in the next cycle. So this is all just to say that slumps are not something to be judged or to be feared. In fact, they're like the reset button of life. Think of them as nature's way of telling us, hey, it's time to pause, reflect, and course correct. So instead of seeing slumps as obstacles, we can see them as opportunities. Opportunities to re-evaluate our goals, rekindle our passions, and realign with our true authentic selves. It's during these low moments that we have the chance to dig deep within ourselves and rediscover our inner strength. And you guys have probably heard this before, but it is often said that growth happens outside of our comfort zone and slumps are the very essence of discomfort because I mean, you guys like who gets into a slump is like, oh my gosh, yes, I love this time to party. No, they force us to confront our fears, examine our choices and make necessary adjustments to get back on track. So my friends, today's message, very simple yet very profound, embrace the slump. Embrace it as a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Because, you guys, we have to remember that the path to manifesting our dreams is not always a straight line. There will be detours, there will be roadblocks, and yes, slumps. But each of these experiences has a purpose. You might not understand the purpose right now, but eventually you will, and eventually you'll see them for what they truly are. They shape you, they teach you, and ultimately propel you toward your manifestations. Okay, friends, so now that we've covered all our bases here, it is time to explore tips and techniques that can help you rise from the slump stronger and wiser than ever before, you guys. It is now time to share some tips and techniques that personally always help me get out of a slump and get back on track because we've been there. We've all had these moments where life feels like a never-ending struggle, but remember, you guys, everything is temporary. All right, so tip number one, clear your environment. I want you guys to think about the places that you spend the most time in. Is it your home? Is it a bedroom? Is it like your digital environment? Think about those places. 
So something that has helped me is actually doing a weekly sage and palo santo ritual where I will start by smudging my space with sage and this is actually an ancient practice that is said to help clear negative energy and set a fresh positive intention for your environment. So what I do is I burn the sage and I go around my home, go into every single room and just clear out the energy. I say to myself, or I don't say to myself, I say to the universe, okay, universe, it is time to release everything that is not serving me, everything that once was beneficial, yet I do not need anymore. I release with love. I release with gratitude. I also not only sage the rooms, you guys, I sage my phone. I sage my laptop. I sage anything that I am spending a lot of time with or that I am giving and receiving a lot of energy to and from. And so I will go ahead and do that. And then I open up all my windows as a representation of me releasing all of the old energy and I just let the house clear for I don't know like 30 minutes or so or however long you want to keep your windows open for okay so after I do that I will then burn palo santo so if sage is like cleansing yourself of energy palo santo is like setting positive beautiful intentions and bringing in new energy into the room so what I do is I kind of do the same thing. I burn the Palo Santo and I say to the universe, I welcome all energy, inspiration, love, and guidance that is for me, understanding that the things that are for me will never miss me. And I welcome all that is for my highest good. So I do this once a week. You guys can do it whenever you want to, but I highly recommend making a little practice or a little ritual around this. I also love to put on some good music while I'm doing it, something high vibes. I personally put on Odessa's In Return album because I feel like that just like speaks to my soul. It's very magical. It's very spiritual for me. So I go ahead and do that. But you guys make it what you will. Make it fun for you. Make it feel good for you. Make it a ritual that you guys look forward to doing every single week. Okay, so the second thing that I do to clear my environment is removing clutter because the thing is the state of your physical space will influence the state of your mind. So what you want to do is make sure to dedicate some time, whether it's just like five or 10 minutes a day to declutter your living space, to declutter your workspace or your digital space. I go ahead and every week or so I will look for items to donate or discard things that I just no longer need that are holding space and energy that no longer serve me. And what I find is that once things are all done for the week, an organized space is so helpful for having an organized mind. And there are so many other things that you can do to clear your space, to cleanse your energy, but those are like my two top tips, the things that I love doing. If there are anything, if there's anything in particular you guys absolutely recommend, please DM them to me on Instagram. I am like a guinea pig for all these like tips and techniques. I love trying them out. So I would love to hear your guys' tips here too. Tip number two, move your body. So one way to do this is through exercise. And I will say exercise can be any physical activity that you enjoy, whether it's yoga, jogging, dancing, going to the gym. At the end of the day, exercise is going to help you release endorphins, which are a natural mood lifter. And it's also going to shift your energetic state. 
And if you guys are like, no, Kira, I really don't want to exercise. That doesn't seem fun for me, but I know that I want to. I know that it's going to be good for me. So do you have any tips for getting into it? Then the biggest step I have for you guys is to use the two minute rule. And the two minute rule is just to do something for two minutes. And by doing that, you sort of like break down the intimidation barrier because when you think of exercise, you might think of, oh my gosh, I have to go to the gym for an hour or else it's not going to count. And thinking about exercising for an hour is just like a mega pain. It makes me feel pained. And I'm going to say to that, you guys, don't think about that. Do jumping jacks for two minutes. Do abs for two minutes. Go on YouTube and search two minute workout. Like I don't care what it is, just do it for two minutes. And if you don't want to do it after two minutes, that's fine. But what you will find is after doing it for two minutes, you're probably going to keep going. And that is super helpful for getting the motivation to do literally anything. Like you can use it for exercise. I find personally, it's most helpful for exercise for me, but you can do it for cleaning your room. You can do it for homework assignments, work projects, whatever you need to do. Just do it for two minutes. And if you guys are like, okay, well, I might have a physical injury or I just really can't exercise right now or I just really won't exercise right now. Okay, you guys, I get it. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Then something else I will propose is stretching. So if you can, I highly recommend incorporating regular stretching into your routines because this can relieve tension. It improves flexibility. It promotes relaxation. And if you want to do like a stretch meditation or stretch breath work where you're stretching and at the same time you're being very mindful of your breaths or doing some sort of like moving meditation I think personally for me because I have a really hard time sitting still like doing meditations while stretching is so so helpful for me so I recommend that if that is also a challenge for you guys um, but at the end of the day like these two things exercising and stretching highly recommend tip number three get outside so something that I do every day, and this is probably because I have a dog, but I do like nature walks and I live in the city. So when I say nature walks, I'm not talking about going through the forest, but if you guys live in nature, I think that would be fantastic. Um, but what I do is I actually walk Kuma to the park every day and we live by such a beautiful park. There's so much grass, so many trees. It is just such a beautiful area and there's like a mini botanical garden inside of it. So I make an effort to go to that park every day. Well, I have to go multiple times a day because I have to take Kuma out. But I do that every single day. But I find that it's so helpful because nature has such a calming and rejuvenating effect on your mind. It is just like fuel for your soul. So whether it's hiking in the woods, whether it's a stroll in the park, whether it's walking along the beach, how can you connect with nature? Like even on a daily basis, if you can and if it makes sense for you because nature is so healing. It, it There's something about being outside. There's something about feeling the fresh air, feeling the dirt under your feet and connecting with the energy from which you came from. And another aspect of getting outside is sunlight. And there are so many benefits to sunlight, but exposure to natural light actually helps regulate your circadian rhythms and can improve your mood. So I highly recommend getting outside, soaking up some sunshine, even if it's just for a few minutes each day. Depending on where you live, this might be easier or not as easy. I know that when I was living in Boston, I actually had to buy a sun lamp during the winter. So that was really helpful for me, at least on days when it was super cloudy and super gloomy. So there are a lot of different alternatives ways that you can get this tip number four disconnect 
So something that I like to do is a digital detox. It's taking a break from screens and social media, whether it's for an hour, whether it's for a day, or however long you can do so. Because constant digital exposure often contributes to feelings of overwhelm, of anxiety. Like when you guys think about opening your emails right now, when you think about opening your work email or opening like your DMs or all the unread text messages, what comes to mind? Because when I think about that, I feel so overwhelmed. But the beauty about disconnecting is that it allows you to be present in the moment and it actually reduces your mental clutter and it reminds you that like, hey, it's okay if I'm not digitally on all the time. It's okay. Life will still go on. The sun will still set and rise. The waves will still form and crash. Nothing really is going to change if I'm not always in my emails. And if you guys for work or for school need to be on screens a lot, then how can you limit screen time? So I personally use apps. I not only use the like natural iPhone screen time app, but I use this separate app where it actually limits the amount of open that I get on certain apps a day and then it also forces me to set a time limit that I want so I'm not allowed to open Instagram more than five times a day and I absolutely love that and I've set that boundary up for myself and I have found that I went from using Instagram from like hours a day to using Instagram for 30 minutes a day or less so when it comes to your digital space What are the things that aren't serving you? What are the things that make you feel overwhelmed? How can you create boundaries with those things? How can you practice separation? And maybe it's not social media for you that's taking up all of like your time and space and energy. Maybe it's watching TV. Maybe it's playing video games. Whatever it is, how can you disconnect from those activities if they do not serve you? Like for me, I would watch a ton of crime shows and crime documentaries and I would just feel so anxious after. I would feel so bad after because I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just witnessed some really crazy, horrible things. And I would notice that after that, like I would literally just have to lay on the couch and decompress and I couldn't do anything. And so for me, being able to disconnect from those shows, from the type of content that does not serve me, it was so much better for my mental state, for my emotional state. And it actually made me so much more productive because then I would focus my time on energy, on activities that actually brought me a sense of joy, sense of peace, a sense of productivity. All right, you guys, last but not least, tip number five. And I talk about this, I feel like all the time, but I'm going to keep saying it every single time. But this is to do a negativity journal or a negativity thought dump. So what I love to do when I am feeling like I'm in a slump or I'm overwhelmed or I'm feeling some type of way about life, I am going to take out my journal and I'm going to write down all my negative thoughts, frustrations, worries, anything that is on my mind. Anything that I feel like is just swirling in my head and waiting to be a volcano that explodes. So I want you guys to write down the thoughts, write down the worries, write down the negative beliefs, write down the fears, externalize them, put them on a piece of paper because identifying these negative patterns is the first step to overcoming them. Externalizing them from your internal reality into your external reality on a piece of paper forces you to confront them. And a lot of times when you're doing it, you might actually look at your piece of paper and be like, wait, that actually isn't that big of a deal. Or wow, that like negative belief isn't true. Or wow, like it's kind of dumb that I'm worried about this. Like it doesn't really make sense anymore. So I'm over it. And you would be surprised how many times that happens. And 
after I do this negativity journal, then I imagine myself surrendering all of these fears, thoughts, worries, problems to the universe. I imagine my angels, my spirit guides, my spirit team just waiting in a conference room, me handing over the box of everything that I'm giving to them and them being like, yes, finally, we were waiting for a task from you. We will take care of it. Don't worry about it. It is done. And you guys, this doesn't mean that you're giving up. It means that you're letting go of the need to control everything and you're trusting that things will work out in the very end. Because remember, you do not have to do anything alone. You are not alone. Your spirit team wants to help you. Your angels, your guides, they want to help you. But if you're not willing to give them any work, then they're just sitting in the office, just playing around on the copy machine or the fax machine or hanging by the coffee machine because they're bored and they have nothing to do because you, the CEO of your life, Life has not given them any direction. All right, friends. So those are some of my top tips. There are so many things to be said though. So if I missed any, if you guys have any suggestions, any more tips, recommendations, please DM them to me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And with that being said, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you could, I would be so grateful if you could rate, review, and or share this episode with anyone who you feel like needs to hear it. It honestly helps the show so much and it helps us spread this message and spread this energy to anyone who might be struggling right now so you guys thank you so much for listening and i will talk to you all next week